0: Yeah, good night, you know. Things went well. Then the very next day, everything was awful. I Then California's again. on fire. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, everything's on fire. And it's, it's not fun. a bird, it's not a plane. It's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news.
0: We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And we are going to get ready to stream with Disney Plus. Plus, alright. Plus. All iPhone Plus. Now, I don't know. that This is a big naming trend, we're going to talk about this later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to catch up on some long-lost, forgotten Fantastic Four film. Okay. Arguably the best one out there, Mike. <laughs> Uh, you're probably excited. There's no more Eggsy for Kingsman 3. Mm, I,
0: just ha- I just had f- eggs for breakfast not long ago. So Delicious. Egg- and more. Eggs is on the mind.
1: Mm, eggsy Benedict? No? no. <laughs> and more.
0: Oh, Eggsy Benedict would be like their viral marketing because like Netflix does that all the time when they have like a new show coming out. Like they'll just pick some big markets around the country and they'll just do weird like pop-ups. Like uh-huh. they did like the banana blue stand for like Arrested Development when the Gilmore Girl shows came back, they did like some pop up Luke's well, diners around the country.
1: My th- my thought is I remember this um, when Fantastic Four, the bad one, the last one came out. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't they have like a Denny's menu that was specifically oh, yeah. co- <laughs> Fantastic Four? And like, I imagine them doing this for Kingsman, like getting yeah. the, <laughs> the Statesman breakfast and <laughs> Eggsy Bennett, yeah, yeah. something like
0: that. Par- par- pardon my language, but uh, Denny's is such a slut for brand deals. <laughs> they will brand a pancake into anything that you want. <laughs> They're just like, any movie, we yeah. don't care. You'll, you, we'll make you an omelet for it. As yeah. long as we can put your characters on our paper menus, we got to get people in this Denny's.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need some color in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even even IHOP went IHOB for a minute there, so, I mean, whatever. Like They're, they're at least trying a little bit. They'll do anything. <laughs> Something about if you serve breakfast 24 hours a day, you really got to market yourself pretty hard. Oh, so. man. Anyway, Mike, you know what I've been doing this weekend, and I absolutely love it? What's Since that? I got off work on Friday, I've been playing video games all <laughs> weekend long, and not I only can. have I been playing Fortnite, I actually whipped out the old Nintendo Switch and bought a game called Golf Story. <laughs> golf Story? Yeah. So it plays like the old '90s, um, like RPG games, like Pokemon or like um, Legend of Zelda, top down, little uh, 16-bit graphics. Okay. But everything in you do this game is golf related. You complete quests by playing golf. You, this has
0: got to be a Japanese game.
1: It is not. It was an American game. And what? <laughs> it's been out for about a year, and um, it, it's it's very, very simple, but very, very, like, soothing. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Um, the graphics aren't – we're not talking Tiger Woods 2018 here. <laughs> graphics. You got little squares, and you, like, hit the – you hit your A button, and – does your power and then you come back and you hit it again to make sure you don't hit it left or right. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like, you gotta like this mission. I just finished these birds. Eggs had been stolen by some kid. So I had oh, to go damn. take the eggs back and <laughs> hit them into the bird's nest. Oh, wow. Um, what, what problem can't be solved with a golf club? <laughs> exactly. Uh, all sorts of, uh, like puzzles and stuff like that. You explore all the maps or golf courses, like competing golf courses, uh it's got the cranky in structure modeled after the guy um um uh, in happy gilmore um wh- wh- who was that actor's name i don't know uh, the alligator bit his hand uh, okay he- he's in that f- high five image you love so much or the hand the bro hand carl guy. weathers carl that's weathers. who it is there yeah. we go uh and it's just it's very simple and like mm. reminds me of something you play on like a super nintendo but like it's still RPG-esque, so I've been very, very much enjoying that in my downtime. And Wow, okay. And you have a PlayStation. Um, shout out to one of our listeners for adding this this week on PlayStation Friends. Thank you. I'm not going to yeah. give away your gamer tag because that's rude. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ratchet & Clank, the remake uh, for PlayStation 4, really been having a good time with that. Just got the jetpack flying around everywhere, shooting people, upgrading <gasps> my guns. I'm such a
0: sucker for jetpacks. Any game that has a jetpack, I will just throw it on, and I'll just, like, mess around and not get anything done.
1: It's true. But this week, I've just got to warn you, if you don't hear from me for a few days. The Pokemon Let's Go comes out for Switch, which is a remake of the Yellow game. I don't know if you remember Yellow from... um, I had
0: Yellow, where the Pikachu would follow you around. So
1: so Let's Go is a remake of Yellow with, like, 3D graphics and, like, full-on, like depth realization in the worlds and like you catch the Pokemon uh kinda like in in Pokemon Go rather and than doesn't the old it way. doesn't
0: and doesn't it have like gameplay features where it connects to Pokemon Go yep. in some way?
1: You can transfer Pokemon from Go into uh your let's go uh dang game. And it's only the one hundred original 151. You're not dealing with anything else if you're an OG Pokemon player. Uh, <laughs> so if you like those original 151, I'm very excited to pick that up for Switch. It's my first technical Switch game I've purchased uh, physically, not digitally, mm-hmm. not like a little DLC game. So I'm very excited to, to give that a go. And Spyro's remake comes out next week, the week after that, Mike, if you're into Spyro the Dragon.
0: Oh, I was into Spyro back in the day for sure. It's
1: all three games. I think 30 bucks, maybe, maybe 40 but you get them all. Uh, remastered on PlayStation Four, Switch, maybe Switch, at least Xbox and PlayStation Four going forward. So, video games have been on my brain all weekend, Mike. It's just been <laughs> wild. I don't know. It's it's, just, it's cold here. It's like thirty degrees outside, so I just wanted to stay inside, stay warm, and get my stuff done. But baby, baby, it's cold outside. Do you have any? Spider Man updates for your PlayStation, <laughs> or did you switch yeah. over to Red Dead Redemption 2? Like everyone Oh my says? god! Yeah, that the Red Dead
0: that's really taken over the zeitgeist of the internet and like the 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 group of people I hang around with. It seems like Spider Man is almost like a for a foregone uh, a story that nobody really remembers anymore. <laughs> but I'm still working my way through it. Like, I have this kind of problem with games, especially like open world games where there's lots of stuff that you can achieve, um, where once I get towards the end, and I know I'm very close towards the end because the percentage uh, completion shows me when I boot up the game. So I know I'm right there uh, near the end maybe like one or two missions, maybe an hour of gameplay away from beating it and it's just like there's so much I have to get done still. <laughs> so like I'm going through like the different boroughs of Manhattan trying to clean up all the crime. I finally unlock those uh, hidden photo moments. Yep. Um, but I didn't realize that you you could only see those through the mini map so I can't just like open up the big map and go directly to them. I have to swing, I have to web sl- sling like at street level to like find these. So I'm, I'm working my way through that and uh man those challenges are really hard if you're not if you're not familiar if you haven't picked up the game yet there is these different challenges that you have to do in the game either like combat challenges or stealth challenges or like um chasing kind of drone. like sw- or like swinging challenges yeah like chasing a drone and getting check marks and they're all timed which is really difficult so if you want to get like the top tier completion you got to do it like nearly perfectly. Like I know I was complaining to you over the weekend about it. You're like, "You don't have to do it perfectly. You just have to get like a certain score." I did this one combat challenge like four or five times where I was doing it as fast as possible, not getting hit one single time. I got like a 70 hit combo, and I still didn't get to the threshold for like the perfect. And I was like, "God." And I just kind of like threw the <laughs> controller to the side. So, it's been frustrating, but it it's been fun. So, I know I'm going to be completed with the game soon, so it's a little bit sad, but then I know there's DLC out there for me. Mm -hmm. But to continue uh, with the Spider-Man Fever... I was at uh, Box Lunch this weekend uh, which if they ever want to be a sponsor of this show, I will gladly invite them into our show notes. They
1: get a lot because, of my money. They get a lot yeah. of my money. <laughs>
0: because uh, they're basically I actually when I was in Box Lunch yesterday uh, a customer there was um, was asking, they had never been there before and they're asking the person behind the counter about it and they're like, oh we're basically Hot Topic's cooler older brother, which I never really thought about it that way, but it's a good way to describe it. It's basically just a Hot Topic with a slightly different shift of you know, towards demographic
1: you know they're owned by the same company right oh sorry I was uh, I was sipping my water yeah, no you're good I should, good. Have, done a, so I should bo- have done a spit take <laughs> if you buy something on box lunch it shows up as hot topic I think on your credit card or like your oh, PayPal really? statement. yeah because I mean I, I think it's just a, a, a I don't know like a branch out because like I feel more comfortable going into a box lunch anytime over a hot topic mm-hmm. um, and I, I get a lot of pops there and their shirts and designs are really cool Like, man, they got everything there, so... Um, we actually saw some Christmas sweater designs there. One of them was a Pizza Planet truck from Toy Story. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, we saw some of those uh, sweaters there yesterday too. Yeah.
1: So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, yeah, they no. are owned by Hot Topic owns both of them. So gotcha. But uh, we picked up. Uh, you know, you're a big
0: pop guy, like actually big, like as in like the movie scenes or the 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 original mm-hmm. full size pops. I like to go for the little keychain guys because I feel less guilty. That's cute. Of, uh, but I also get the um the sense of collecting. So when I was there yesterday, I didn't know this, but they started uh, rolling out merchandise for Spider-Verse already. Uh, so they already got uh, Funko's out for Spider-Verse. So I got me a little mini Miles. Um, and then they also have those super addictive things where it's like a mystery package and you open it up and you don't know what toy you're going to get or little figure you're going to get.
1: It's called and they uh, a swine sp- box.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they had a um, a Spider-Verse one and I was like looking through the packaging and I was looking at the back and I was like, oh man, this is so cool. They have like, you know, Spider-Noir on there. They have like the Mech Spider. They have Ghost Spider or Spider-Gwen or however you want to say it nowadays. (laughs) And um, I was looking at it and the only one I actually didn't want was Spider-Ham just because I didn't I didn't really like the way he looked. He just kind of looked like this weird kind of like Disney-like character, and I was like, oh, he's not very cool looking, even though he is voiced by John Mulaney, which is awesome. So I was like, oh, as long as I don't get Spider-Ham, I'll be happy. And even when I bought it at the register, I um, she was just like, oh, which one are you hoping you get? And I was like, really, anything but Spider-Ham. And she was kind of laughing. So I opened it up, and I got OG Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, this, it's like this cool little figure. Um, it's not quite a chibi character, which is where the heads are like, the the equal size of the torso and the body, Uh, but the head is a little enlarged, so it's kind of like this uh, kind of cool little uh, cute design. But it comes in this weird kind of like um, tube. It's almost like he's vacuum sealed in a chamber. And I think they do it for two reasons. One, for aesthetics, because they kind of have these little clips on the top and bottom so you can stack them as you collect them, kind of like Tupperware in your cabinets. But also, it's clever because you can't feel around the package to try to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, but I've successfully identified what's inside packages before oh, by, like, squeezing it and feeling it around.
1: Oh, yeah. I've got a three keychains, a Black Bolt, a Black Panther, and a Miles Morales Spider-Man from, like, three years ago because we felt around in the packages and then yeah and they
0: out. and they try to do it by putting like maybe a small sleeve of like thin cardboard around it but no you can feel it so uh this one you couldn't so it was just totally up to fate uh but i'm now i'm actually trying to like pull the plastic dome out off because i don't want it covering it like i want to see the mm-hmm. dude so uh I, I like broke off the clips on the bottom of it now like i'm actually physically like right now in front of this mic trying to like pull it off and it just won't come off. So I was like, well, what the hell are these clips for? Did you freaking glue this thing on there? So I don't know. So that's my little, uh, small yeah. toy haul from the weekend. So I'm just happy to see a spider verse merch. That movie is going to be so good. I'm so hyped for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, just before we jump into the news here, I actually, just looking at my list here, I have six spider verse pops already. Um, miles, miles and his homemade suit, regular OG Peter Parker, uh, the Green Goblin The Ultimate One uh, Spider-Man Noir Without a Hat On It's a Walgreens exclusive And Spider-Ham And I will tell you The Green Goblin The Ultimate Green Goblin One of my favorite Pop designs Of all time Actually yeah. It's probably in my You know Upper echelon of them Because he's just He's the actual goblin He's a big guy In the, in, in the box And he's just It's really cool looking I like his detail
0: Like so Yeah the the character design In this movie Is off the charts We so are less than it, Two
1: months away From this movie Yeah you and if it? you
0: and if you really like Miles, I saw at Box Launch that they have the, game-o, the Gameoverse the Game or the Gamerverse game-overse. version of Miles. So if you yeah. just want the Miles I would assume from the Spider-Man game, yeah. you can get him just uh, in a street clothes. So, that's pretty cool for Miles. Good job.
1: Yeah. Have you unlocked the um, Ghost Rider Spider-Man suit yet in your game?
0: Oh, the all-white one? With the flaming blue skull. Yeah, I love that one. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> they
1: just, they just – that's going to be a pop vinyl as well, and that one looks oh, really cool. So Cool. I wasn't
0: – I, I mean, I assumed it was Ghost Rider, you know, from the flaming head, but I had never really seen a Spider-Man mixed with Ghost Rider in mm. comic book form or on a page, so I thought maybe it was just a unique design that Insomniac came up with that maybe didn't have any sort of uh, lineage to the comics, but – it makes sense that it is Ghost Rider.
1: Yeah, looks pretty cool. I
0: I, I enjoy it, but yeah, we're not here to zoom. You can zoom right in on his buns because yep. it's it's very skin tight. That it, one.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot left to the imagination, mm-hmm. if you will. But we're not here to talk video games. We're here to talk comic book movies, TV news. Really? Yeah, for once. All right. So let's right. get into this. First up, Disney Plus. I think this is probably the biggest thing this week, and I I haven't really seen a whole lot from it. Um, sadly, mm-hmm. I think um, people just kind of went over it due to everything else happening in the world. But Disney Plus is officially the name of the Disney streaming service from Bob Iger. Uh, It was on an earnings call this week, a quarter earnings call or whatever. And they have outlined some of the shows, some are very surprising, some are not, and more for this upcoming streaming service, Mike. Um, Yeah, I I wanted
0: to give you uh, some props real quick, so uh, get your ego ready to be stroked, Chris. Ooh. I watched some uh, news coverage of Disney Plus earlier this week out there on the internet, and people you know, were st- discussing the name, and you were the only person that brought up the fact it's like, oh, it's because they own ESPN, and their streaming service is called ESPN Plus. So... It just makes sense. And I saw other people trying to reconcile, like, oh, why are they using Plus? Is it because, like, Hulu used to be called Plus, but they're not called Plus anymore? And someone – one random person was just like, oh, I have, like, a phone app that has, like, the word Plus in front of it. And, like, a game – like, so the props to you for just going right to the logical conclusion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, ESPN Plus, like, launched earlier this year, maybe March or so. Um, and um, I, 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 some people I worked with are very big into it. So they would actually – pull up the apple tv4 in the office and sign into it and uh-huh. throw some other stuff up there and i think um know, yeah, just a quick search here um plus.espn.com is a great name like a, a great subdomain for this so plus.disney.com uh-huh. that's very simple very easy to use i I've, I've got to give props to um my friend brian smith um for our comic ui all our subdomains are only four letters um so plus is like a huge like I feel like we're on to the right thing whenever we we started doing the (laughs) four-letter subdomain, so um, I thought that was cool. Um, But yeah, I I mean, so this is coming out late 2019. We've got a year before we even see this mic um uh-huh. so i'm not gonna get too excited but i do want to talk about some of the shows real quick if that's okay with you just kind of go through and get your get your vibe uh, what Chris, you're thinking
0: that is okay with me <laughs> great
1: so we've got pretty much three different subcategories here that i know of uh, the first uh-huh. up is the disney category of course right disney's gonna put disney stuff on their streaming service um uh-huh. a monsters inc animated show is on its way Okay. Um, we've talked about this. I don't know if it's going to be CGI or 2D. I would like to see CGI kind of like the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see them transition to 2D animation. What do you think about that?
0: So I think it would depend on how much effort they want to put into this because I don't watch a whole lot of the DreamWorks um, uh, CG animated television shows, but I have caught a couple clips here and there, and it just it does not – it does not equate to what you saw in the in the theater, which makes sense. There's a so much time and effort and uh, money put into the uh, cinematic versions of these characters, and then once they have to downgrade the budget to go on to Netflix, it just it doesn't look as good. But I guess if you're a kid, you know you don't really care. You're just watching a kids show. But the the peak thing about Pixar is it's appealing to adults and kids. So if this is a show that theoretically you also want the whole family to enjoy. I think you might be better off going 2D because you can your I think your dollar will stretch a little bit further there when it comes to the professional look of your characters and also you won't be comparing it to anything else mm-hmm. because there's no other 2D monsters ink out there to compare it to you would just be comparing it to other cartoons like SpongeBob or anything else so yeah if they go 3D CG Please, uh, mo- you're more than welcome to do it, but I just hope that maybe they really put the Disney extra mile in and elevate it above like what DreamWorks is doing. Like, um, like if you like, go go check out like Boss Baby on Netflix, the series. It like it does not look very good. I haven't really watched it for the story or anything like that, but go watch a clip of it, and it doesn't look anything like the movie.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I think Disney is also going to put a lot of money into these initial launch shows, though. So oh I feel Monsters Inc. could have a good chance getting a pretty decent 3D animated show out the gate uh-huh. um, because they want to put their best foot forward. Um, so they're like, "Hey, look, this is the kind of stuff we're going to be putting on our streaming service. Sign up." Uh-huh. Um, but I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I think you could. I want to see Monsters Inc. get fantastical. I love the first movie. The second movie doesn't sit well with me at all, oh. um, or the prequel, I guess. You, when you get prequelitis. Um, so I want to see them get weird with this. I want to see some, I want to see the world of Monsters, Inc. I don't want to see just the factory in the school. And just, and just the university. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I want to see them get really, really wild with this and see the, the day in the life of somebody rather than just their work life. So Uh I want to see that. High school musical. I don't know much about, um, but I assume if you're doing musical episodes, you're probably going to need to pre-plan that quite a bit. And probably hire some people who are going to write some good music. Yeah. I, I, didn't I, I Glee though, so I don't. I don't know if this is easy. Yeah, to that's send in
0: on. that's basically what I'm imagining it is, is just Glee. Okay. I don't really know. I don't really know much about High School Musical except for was it a Disney Channel original movie or was it actually a feature film? Because didn't Zac Efron come out of High School Musical? That, yeah. isn't that the only thing? It was
1: a cha- it was a channel original.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, gotcha. So maybe. Um, yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're going for that Glee crowd. But I think when Glee came out, I thought everybody was saying, oh, yeah, Glee, it's just High School Musical, the TV show. So I don't know. I don't think this one is for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I think you know High School Musical, just a quick Google search here, um, was 06. Uh, so I think a lot of these people are maybe having younger kids now who may be the audience for this. So they can, like, I watched High School Musical when I was younger, so you'll enjoy it. But um, I saw the stage play once. I think, forgettable, <laughs> easily forgettable. But um, yeah, we had Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens. I think was the other person who came out of this, right? Oh, um, uh,
0: gotcha. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So
1: um, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. The this the Disney stuff is probably not for us, Mike. As we we've probably you just said. Right. Um, what's probably more up our alley is maybe the Star Wars side of things. You know, we've got a mm-hmm. couple of Star Wars, two Star Wars shows confirmed. One is caught us right off guard, Mike. A Rogue One prequel with Diego Luna's Cassian Andor as the main lead. So they're going to be uh, prequeling a prequel with a TV series.
0: I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this show at all. The Mandalorian, which has already been announced, sounds a little bit more exciting just because we get to dive a little bit deeper into maybe the culture and the history behind the Mandalorian armor and maybe what it's like to be a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. You know, there's something there to explore, which maybe we haven't necessarily seen yet. And also... I don't really know what the time period is for the Mandalorian. I think they've confirmed it's, it. It is 3 they?
1: years after Return of the Jedi, which is still in that gray area where no one's touched. Mhm. But it, I don't know, at least
0: it's slightly for, farther forward than uh, Rogue it, One is, but
1: It's a new character. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, it's new character, brand that's new, so we're not we're not just learning the history of the history of another. Like, yeah. You're doubling up on prequels here. Stop it. Yeah, And plus
0: it's John Favreau, which I, he has earned a lot of goodwill with us from, you know, Marvel. And, you know, I guess he did the live-action uh, Jungle Book, which I haven't watched, but you liked and other people yeah. have liked. So and uh, good on you, John.
1: The director list lineup for The Mandalorian is huge. Like, uh-huh. the, again, like I said, Game of Thrones budget show. Uh, they You know, again, Taika Waititi is one of the directors. Bryce Dallas Howard. They've got a lineup of people to make that, those like 10 episodes, superb. Mm -hmm. What's your draw here with Diego, Cassian, I don't care about Cassian Andor, I forgot who he was until, someone (laughs) like told me his name, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy.
0: Yeah, the only, the two things that I could say, that is positive about this, is um, if K two S O comes back, that would be great. I loved I loved him in Rogue One. That was really fun. So I would like uh, Alan Tudyk to come back as K two S O. Okay, and then also, the, Rogue One was the first time I actually ever felt like the war aspect of star wars which was something that was really missing you know usually we were just following the kind of the general hero's journey uh, just in these standalone movies but uh rogue one was the first time i ever felt like yeah people's lives have really been uprooted and destroyed due to this war and people are really fighting to like change their future and fighting mm-hmm. for a cause And we just only got that for a a portion of that film, so you know I I wouldn't mind seeing some of that. But like bringing it back to last week when I said I always get prequelitis, it's just like I know how this is all going to end for Cassian. He dies, (laughs) so it's just like. Like, as much as you're going to make me love this character, I know eventually what's going to happen to him. He's going to blow up on, like, a beach planet uh, by the Death Star, and it's going to be sad. Uh, So it's just like, I don't want to invest any time in this character. So I I know it sounds crappy because people always say as long as it's a good story, it shouldn't matter as long as you're entertained. But, yeah, that's the prequelitis seeping in. Sometimes you can't always fix that.
1: We've talked about, I mean, last week we talked about all those prequel shows that just failed fell flat on their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this may be it. Like, you have tons of other characters. you have people in the new trilogy right now who could do a show? Yeah. Or Like, um, I don't need a show about Maz Kanata, but, I mean, maybe it's something set in her little, you know, yeah. diner place or, or whatever. Or
0: at least if it was Maz Kanata, I don't know what's happened to her. I don't know when or if she's going to die. You know, the Mandalorian isn't Boba Fett, you know, but... I know that the Mandalorian isn't going to die.
1: <laughs> well, the Mandalorian could even time jump a little bit. We don't know. It just starts mm-hmm. three years after that. Maybe it jumps into where we are now and ties into the next movie coming out. Who, yeah, who knows? Could've... I mean, but this uh, – I agree with you. <laughs> I'm just so upset by this. But you isn't know, it, Like, like it you is... said, the, sh- the movie made a billion dollars. Of course they're going to invest yeah. into those characters again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you had a better reception for uh the last Jedi than I did, but uh even I think you would agree that there are some things that could have been fixed or done better in last Jedi. Um correct? Nope, correct me no, if I'm wrong. No, it's all
1: it's all perfect. No, it's not. Okay.
0: But but I'm just saying like the last like year or so of just Star Wars has just been a downer for me. Like like I said, I I I took that uh this Nerdy Shopping trip this weekend and when I was looking at the Star Wars merchandise, I was just like do I care anymore? Like, what do I latch well, on to? <laughs> well, so I think,
1: again, Star, I mean, we've talked about this before, I think in a review, like, Star Wars could have been, the original trilogy's lightning in a bottle, and since then, have we really had anything good, Mike? Um, the prequels kind of sucked, and the last two have been very divisive in terms yeah, that's of that. True.
0: I really, I really loved Force Awaken, but I know some people they I, didn't. I don't. I re- can't.
1: I can't watch it. Like I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, but it, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. I think we're oversaturated. Um, in oh this. yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm very excited for the Clone Wars to come back in terms of Star Wars. I'm very excited for the Mandalorian, but I I don't know what else. You know what? What am I looking forward to here in Star Wars? And, and can they can they quote unquote course correct the Star Wars as a franchise, not just the movies, but everything coming out. Um, because right now, do we have a prequel for the Poe Dameron? It's an animated show on Disney right now. Uh, oh, yeah. He's going to – yeah.
0: He, he, so we get to see uh, Poe in CG back before uh, Force Awakens came out. So.
1: Yeah, which we know what happens in the Force Awakens. We didn't see any of those other characters. So yeah,
0: And we don't we, – we're not 100% sure what those uh, Game, of Thrones show, Game of Thrones show runners are doing in the, in the Star Wars universe. You know, eventually, I think prequel-itis for me is only ever solved if the time shift is large enough. So if the Game of Thrones showrunners go back far enough and they do a movie about Knights of the Old Republic, Uh I think that would be okay because they they are like generations and generations removed from the Skywalkers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousands of years ago. I mean, you could have this this their trilogy could have two more trilogies and never even touch where we are today.
0: Yeah, that that might be that might be enough for me to kind of detach myself from like the the story that it's in. So, yeah, maybe I can look forward to that. But it's rough out there for a Star Wars fan. It is. It's
1: it's hard to be a Star Wars fan. Or it's around.
0: a wealth of riches. Maybe if you're just not a picky Star Wars fan, this is the greatest time to be alive in because you're just getting stuff all the time. Yeah,
1: I, well, we're not getting anything Marvel this week, and they're getting Resistance so this <laughs> month. So I, I mean, I'm jealous. But speaking of Marvel. Um, the the biggest bombshell, probably what I've seen the most news out this week, is uh, Bob Iger confirmed a Loki show is one of the four shows coming with Tom Hiddleston playing Loki, um, and that is really exciting news to have him come back. Now, where does this exist in the timeline? We don't know. Um, again, like so- we talked about, he could it could be between Thor one and you know Avengers, or he could be time traveling. As Guardians are weird, we don't know.
0: So, are these all shows that are confirmed to launch with the streaming service?
1: I don't, I don't know the release dates, but I assume if we have a year in advance for these, probably.
0: Yeah, I would think maybe the Rogue One, uh, the Rogue One one was probably just announced. I would think that one's not going to be with launch because I don't know if they would launch two Star Wars stuff at uh, the same time with a streaming app. They'd probably want to stagger yeah. them a little bit.
1: I, I mean, I, I probably, but if they did, if. If the Rogue One prequel is way different in terms of tone and like length than the Mandalorian, they may have an alternate option for people who maybe want to watch that instead of a darker, heavier uh, hour-long show that's uh-huh. more drama. Because I don't, I imagine Andor is probably not being very dramatic because he's not going to die in the show. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, depending on the tone, probably. But um, I assume I assume Loki will be the one that launches with the show um, or launches with the service. We you know that the. Bucky Winter Soldier has a writer but they didn't say anything about it on this call so I assume it's probably going to launch with the service
0: yeah, and I think Tom Hiddleston like um, tweeted about Loki this week. I don't remember what it more was. He, sto- made... he said. More
1: stories to tell, pretty yeah. much.
0: He made like a little uh, poetic stanza that everyone was freaking out about. But so this is all great, you know. If this service launches all this stuff, good job. You're already heads heads and shoulders above the the DC streaming app with which launched with pretty much nothing. Uh, but I'm actually really curious what the streaming service's back catalog is going to be mm. because they're going to own the Fox stuff. They're going to have all of the the Disney. Vault stuff, and I don't think they're going to necessarily dump all of it onto the streaming service at once. Well, because they, you know they they want that new cycle of every month new things arriving. But I, I hope there's a robust back catalog when it launches, so at least you know there's stuff I can browse through.
1: So what's going to be interesting is with the Fox deal closes, Disney will control I think sixty to seventy five percent of Hulu as well. Uh-huh. So how do you? keep Hulu going with your content and your streaming service. I think we're going to be very tailored to maybe these three audiences here, Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. Um, yeah. Be, and and it's, not prob- it's the Fox stuff because yeah. and it's, it's probably just
0: depends on the, the familiness of the content. Yeah. Anything that's probably like light PG 13 or PG and below, it's probably going to go to the streaming service. Anything that's got a little bit of an edge to it, they're probably going to put it on Hulu.
1: Yeah. And also I think, you know, I I just don't see people going to Disney Plus and searching for Fox movies to watch, if if you know what I'm saying. Uh So I think, you know, they're going to diversify between those two services to, A, get more revenue, but also make sure you know what you're getting when you sign up. When I sign up for Disney Plus, I don't want to be watching The Predator on Disney Plus, I guess. Do saying. you
0: think Do you think all the original Disney animated classics are going to be on the streaming service once it launches?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. The, the way they vault their movies already, I don't think we're going to get everything all at once. They may do a rotating catalog, uh, to be honest, um, to keep that, I guess, the vault feel. I don't know how true that maintains anymore because everything's coming out on Blu-ray and digital, so they may not do that. But I, I totally see, like, them slowly dripping things out on that. Um, we're, we're part of the Disney movie club here in our house, Um so every month they have a featured title that you can order. That's like the Blu-ray, DVD, digital combo pack. And uh-huh. sometimes it's not always new stuff. Sometimes it's old stuff. Um, I think 101 Dalmatians is like their big one right now um, for some reason. So um, which we already own. So I, I think you know they could have them like, hey, we're adding this movie this month to keep the like you said mentioned those titles fresh every month. So you're not just getting them all straight out the gate either. Of those, those quote unquote classics, not 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 everything, but just the classics, I guess. I don't know. Does that make sense? Is that making any sense at all, Mike?
0: <laughs> it, it's coming through, man. I'm just yeah. I'm just curious. You know, they gotta compete with Netflix. Netflix has got a gigantic catalog, so it makes me think that you know maybe they don't want to pull any punches. Maybe the biggest headline Disney could possibly make next year when they roll out this uh, streaming service is every Disney classic movie we've unloaded the vault every single Pixar movie get it on one streaming app Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge proposition, that's a huge sell right there, that's how you get people to cancel Netflix, move over to Disney or just add it fresh I don't think you can just kind of like um, uh, pardon my French, like pussyfoot into it, like you just, you gotta go whole hog now, like you know DC didn't necessarily have the means, so they kind of had to be a little bit more strategic of kind of like you know, let's appeal to very specific nerd culture. Uh, going with like a really weird, dark, and gritty show where we say "F Batman," we'll get some subscribers that way. But I think Disney's going to have to f- go a different path and just like throw their catalog at everybody's I, face.
1: I'm I'm going I'm to I'm probably leaning the other way because I don't think Disney needs to because Disney is a, a it's a bigger name brand than Netflix. I think um, because you have quality over quantity. Because I mean, again, I canceled Netflix so like I, there was nothing in there I really wanted to watch. Um, So I think with everyone also going to their own streaming services, we may see Netflix lose a lot of their catalogs when those deals expire to hold their stuff.
0: Well, you know what? Everybody out there, cancel all your streaming services. Just make sure you have Hulu because they just added King of the Hill, which, <laughs> which was removed from Netflix a few years ago, made me and my wife very sad. So, we're catching up on King of the Hill, and oh, man, I love I love that show. It's so funny. Yeah, it's just it's just so. Oh man, I, go watch King of the Hill if if you are not familiar with it out there. It's great.
1: And I'm in a different role because we've actually spent a lot more time on Amazon Prime Video uh, this past Ooh. month because again, Hell's Kitchen. Seasons one through fifteen, unedited <laughs> oh, yeah, on Amazon. You were talking about, yeah. So, um, we've spent a lot of time actually in that, which is weird because we never usually spend a lot of time on Amazon. But, um, you know,
0: another good, just kind of uh, a network drama that's funny that is uh has a very deep uh, uh catalog is Monk. If you ever saw Monk on the USA Network, that's all on Amazon too. So you don't necessarily have to go for the new, biggest, shiny original series uh, on uh, Netflix or or any other service just go watch monk
1: <laughs> monk i think anything that has the friends or the office is probably going to win whoever wants to watch their those shows
0: man friends is going to be on that warner brother streaming service so get it while you can on netflix mm-hmm.
1: what i want to see is my marvel catalog on a streaming service mike um we're just gonna jump into infinity war right now right here right now um avengers infinity war I think it's a good movie, Mike. You think it's a good movie? Do you have a good time watching I think watch it's it? a fantastic movie. I had a dream
0: the other night <laughs> okay. where I was in a Avengers esque world, so I was like fighting Thanos. This is crazy. Some listeners of the show might uh, might recognize that I've had recurring dreams in the past where I am Spider Man swinging through the city, and kind of ironically, the video game has satiated that dream. I haven't had that dream in a while, so now I'm guessing I'm my nerdy brain is just pouring over to the Avengers. But yeah, I was like beating up Thanos the other night in my, my dreams, and I, like, woke up at, like, 6 a.m., and, and, like, very early, my wife is still asleep, and I was just like, I should just go to the couch and watch Infinity War because I'm, like, primed to watch it. <laughs> but I went back to sleep instead.
1: Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's good. I think about it quite a bit. I mean, um, I share with you the the movie moment coming up with uh, Thor throwing his axe in Thanos's chest coming up from Pop Vinyls. Uh-huh. Oh, that looks good. I think everyone should have that one. But, um... <laughs> Their, Marvel has upped their Oscar uh, push For their this upcoming season I think five movies are in there Two of them are Marvel One is Infinity War Which has been moved from Just Best Visual Effects Which what, what they said several months ago To 11 categories now uh-huh. um, Now this is not current nominations They just want to be nominated In these 11 categories um, And the only ones they don't share With Black Panther are um, Is uh, be, uh, Best Film Editing so I think that's the only one, right? Visual, we confirm visual effects is in Black Panther. Film editing Mm. is the only one that does not share with Black Panther. Yeah,
0: -hmm. Yeah, Black Panther is pushing for five more additional categories in Infinity War, and those are almost out of just um, um, practical terms because there's really no standout individuals in Infinity Mm -hmm. War. It's very much an ensemble cast, whereas Black Panther is pushing for, like, best actor, best actress, best original, uh, just just best picture, um, and best uh, individual song, um, All the Stars, I believe is what it's called. Yep. Uh, so infinity war is kind of just going for the ones that make sense for it so really the question and what can be debated here is what are what are they likely to get the nomination for and once they get the nomination what could they even possibly win so uh if we're if we're speaking just to infinity war um I don't. I, I. I've never really known how to judge like the editing categories or like the sound mixing categories. So those are. I always feel like those are almost like free radicals. You just don't really know if they could win them or not because I don't even know what's considered good and what the well, competition is. Well, but I, I feel like in a movie that had to juggle many characters, could this be a possibly a good nomination for editing for putting all of these characters in and telling a cohesive story where you have. Some characters on a different planet, some characters on like a, like a mining star building a <laughs> building a hammer, other other people in different locations on planet Earth, and telling a cohesive story. Like maybe that is film editing.
1: Well, I think that also might be um, screenplay. Just being able to juggle sixteen characters plus in a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I think for me, sound editing, um, like for for Black Panther, would be can you tell. Or do you feel like the characters are actually talking when they have their CGI mask and stuff on? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think to me, um, screenplay, um, I think visual effects would go to Infinity War. Because they made Thanos feel like a character, man. Yeah, they did. And he is completely cgi throughout the whole thing. Um, I would probably go costume design. Oh, that's a tough choice. Um Yeah, I would give them costume design, and then I would give makeup and hairstyling to Black Panther, but that's a tough call. That's a really tough call if we had to choose between the two for which one we go up.
0: Yeah, but I think if costume design came down to it, if uh, Infinity War and Black Panther both got nominated, I think Black Panther wins costume design mm. hands down. Um, but, yeah, this is this is kind of cool to see these two, like, gigantic juggernauts from 2018. Sometimes I forget Black Panther came out this That's year. That's
1: how long this has been.
0: <laughs> yeah, I almost I, I almost call it, like, the, the Lego Batman effect, where when Lego Batman came out, like, I felt like that came out three years after I saw it, like, later in the year. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if they can can even nab any of these categories, but I think it's safe to say... uh The the best bet is like the technical categories, you know, visual effects, editing, you know, things like that, you know, screenplay and best picture and stuff like that. You know, you're going to be going up against some of the best filmmakers of all time putting out films that have won awards in the past. So, I mean, I love the Russo brothers, uh, but maybe this isn't their best avenue for winning a best director. Uh But man, that'd be cool, though. I mean, who knows? Uh, The Academy is getting a little bit younger and more diverse every year. So. Maybe these uh, bigger movies will get a little bit more,
1: a little bit more love. Best popular movie is not an option anymore. they do (laughs) not stand a chance. Yeah, that's true. I think um, I just did some box office searching real fast. I did not realize Mm -hmm. Black Panther actually surpassed Infinity War domestically. Um, Black Panther is a number one in the U.S. by with seven hundred million even, and Infinity War six seventy eight even domestically. So. Um, that's really interesting. Really interesting. I, that has no effect on whether they do good or not, but, I, yeah, there's there's some chances in there. People have watched these movies. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said indeed. People have watched these movies. People have watched these movies. <laughs> Captain Marvel, uh, voting was this week. Mike, you you, you really knocked it out of the park last week when you were yelling at everybody to vote. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, in honor of the voting, uh, there's a scene from Captain Marvel uh, still with um, Brie Larson in her green suit, and it says, Rock the Vote, all over from the 90s, right here, uh, plastered all over these walls. And she shared this uh, screenshot in honor of that. Um, and um, I, what's really fun about this is you, if you look at the um, the phone number, there's a phone number on that uh, phone, the phone booth there, Mike. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. But it's like 800... 800- Maybe six five four two one nine two, right above the 25 cents. Anyway.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Man, that, you really zoomed in to see that, didn't you? Yeah.
1: So apparently this phone number used to be ABC owned. Like they use this phone number for like all generic things. Like, oh, you've reached a phone number owned by ABC. Thank you for watching our show slash movie. But apparently uh, they let that lapse. And, <laughs> and now it goes to like talk to hot women line. So if you call that, it. you're going to get one of them. I don't know. I mean, Disney hasn't done it. Like they didn't change the photo or anything. They might have to buy it back. for for a little money but
0: it it may or may not be brie larson on the other line i mean they might say they're brie larson but i actually think it's more interesting that it looks like she's hacking a payphone with like a cassette she ripped out of a car so yeah i'm really curious what's going on there
1: that's probably what she's doing i didn't even realize that i was just more interested in the phone number and all these rock the vote things because this is feels so 90s and and Mm -hmm. guess what we have a year you know what not what 90 it is 95 (laughs) <laughs>
0: She's going to be chasing down some sort of perp down a hall, down an alleyway and he's going to trip and fall over his uh jinko jeans.
1: <laughs> it's true. Um I don't I, I don't know when. So the website one of the websites confirmed like uh, the year is 19 the year was 1995 uh, mm-hmm. for this and I think it was like a Korean website first. So um a lot of people were saying it was like 91 93 but like I said we looked at the box I looked up when um not box office blockbuster was going on. I think I said it was like 95 or 96. So
0: Yeah, I think you were looking at like the specific branding of the Blockbuster that she yeah. careens into on in the trailer or you were like, "Well, they updated their branding by this year, so that's why it could be in this who knows. They could just maybe just be doing like a weird amalgam of the 90s. I wouldn't really care either way, but
1: Yeah, no one's really paying attention to which <laughs> Blockbuster says. As long
0: as as long as she strolls into a Seven Eleven and gets one of those weird drinks that had the floating balls in it, what were those like orbs? Or, yeah, orb or, drink or orbs. Something? Orbs. Yeah, orbs. Yeah, yeah.
1: She, she's got to be drinking some orbs before she beats up an alien. The little gummy things. Oh man! <laughs> Flashback ninety-five right there. Anyway, so I'm excited for Captain Marvel. That's our next big Marvel movie coming up. Um, so we've got it till March, but um, I'm hoping for a Christmas time trailer, Mike. What do you think? Trailer number two in Christmas time or January? It's going
0: I don't know. It's going to be an intense uh, trailer season towards the the uh, the end of this year here cuz we got Infinity War coming up. Uh we're going to get the Man. new Spider-Man one soon. Then we're going to get Captain Marvel and uh I'm sure we'll probably get a new Shazam one uh, when Aquaman rolls yeah. around. Yeah, yeah uh, forgot about
1: that. Yeah. Um, maybe a Joker teaser. Mm-hmm. December's usually they usually do Star Wars teasers one year out, don't they? Aren't we due for a Star Wars teaser this December? Yeah, we we are due. Yeah, so man a lot of a lot of um, dots on the map but none of our darts are hitting them so well, we'll we'll figure that out later the eternal's movie uh you know while we know someone's working on this uh, the production is set to start september of 2019 mike um, which would line up for that november 2020 release we talked about a couple weeks ago um they kind of.
0: this is the movie that always confuses me because I always think it's just about randos in space and then you inform me every time no they're actually on earth so. yeah, these
1: were humans <laughs> that were experimented on by celestials now could they take them to other planets I think Titan was like one of the planets like, the people on Titan ended up being some of these people um, it just options. it
0: just seems it just seems really strange because Eternals and also Inhumans just seems like a weird back mm-hmm. way that Marvel was trying to get mutants into the universe without owning them. But now that they own mutants, it's just like well, you know, you can kind of just whip up people with powers now through mutations. You don't necessarily have to like go through a convoluted story of people being engineered by aliens with powers. So yeah, I'm kind of curious how Eternals kind of fits into the grander storytelling of the MCU, but. Yeah, that one's, a, that one's a wild card for me.
1: Well, so, for me, this is because I think we're going to get some development of the history of the Marvel Universe, and these may lead into the X-Men. I don't think this will be taking place concurrently in the timeline. I think this is going to be a history of, like, where all these powered people come from. Maybe even some Captain Marvel stuff. I, I don't know, but um, I at least... I know Thanos has the Deviant gene in him because there's the Eternals and the Deviants, and that that why Thanos is so ugly, um, like his chin and like his purpleness. Like the the Eternals look very human. If you're a Deviant, you're ugly as sin, kind of like angels, devils, kind of parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thanos has the Deviant gene in him. And I'm pretty sure scrolls are all Deviants as well because they have that same chin. Uh, looking to them. So um, I think they're just going to set up the back history of these, maybe these alien races we're going to see more prominently going forward. Uh, if we see more scrolls after Captain Marvel or Fantastic Four, love it. Love it. I mean, maybe this sets up a long history of a secret invasion, Mike. Like the scrolls. Oh, yeah, it could. Like it's not just now 90s. Whenever the scrolls came and took over, like they've been in the human race for a very long time, and we're just now finding out. I don't know. Is
0: is this the one that's going to be directed by uh, Ava Duvernay?
1: No, she's she's doing the the DC version, New Gods. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is very very similar, (laughs) Um, because they were both. These are both the the New Gods and the Eternals are created by Jack Kirby. Like they're literally the same thing. Um, So he did New Gods... At DC and then came back to Marvel and started working on the Eternals again. So you're going to see some parallels here. It's a confusing world out there. Uh, We're
0: trying to uh, we're trying to uh, finally make it to our local library so we can get a library card. And uh, I'm pretty sure they have comics and graphic novels there. So if they have any sort of Eternals uh, stuff, I might have to pick something up so I can be a little bit more knowledgeable whenever this pops up in our show notes.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got um, there's two there's two series. There's the Jack Kirby series and Neil Gaiman did a series I think in the late 90s. Um, uh-huh. uh, I actually have that one in completion. I'm pretty sure individual issues. I really like it. Maybe I can hook you up with something, Mike. Get you get you to read it. All right. But if you don't like to read, maybe you like to watch movies, you can go hop on YouTube right now and watch the entire 1994 four Fantastic Four movie. Now, most of you may be like, Chris, they didn't release a Fantastic Four movie in the 90s. What are you smoking? <laughs> well, they didn't release it. They produced it decided not to release it because they needed to make a movie to keep the movie rights and then um this has become a bootleg over the past like 20 years um uh-huh. and i i have a copy on the dvd i bought somewhere um I'm not proud of it but this is a pretty good fantastic four movie overall uh compared to the other three we have out there um but then there's also a documentary on i think itunes um talking about this movie how it got made why it got made and the actors didn't even know it wasn't being released when they made it. It's very interesting behind the scenes more than the actual movie.
0: Yeah, I've been meaning to get around to watching this. This would be something like great to just throw in the corner of my monitor when I'm getting some work done. So, uh, yeah. yeah, check out our show notes. We got that link for you. And it's not uploaded by any sort of like official source. It's just a random YouTube channel. So I don't think anybody's out there trying to pull it down. I guess technically Disney owns this movie. Not yet. <laughs> but may- maybe once that uh, once that uh, finally goes through, that'll get taken down. So no, you might only have a couple months left.
1: No, I, no. Fox didn't make it. It was, another, it was a third. So some other third party. It's not Fox who owns Fantastic Four. They license it through a third party, mm-hmm. which will come back to Disney. But they're the ones who own this movie. So Fox or Disney, I don't think, will own it at the end of the day. They just have to. I can't believe no one's pulled it down, really. Like, it's a whole hour and a half movie sitting there on YouTube. I want to make sure this link still works while I'm sitting here. It did. I just clicked on it. Yep. We're good to go. So there you go. You can go check that out if, you, if you're looking for a free movie and some time to kill. Now, this is probably not the best news for us, Mike, but it's good news for some <laughs> people. Venom has made more money total right now theatrical run, than Justice League did overall.
0: Well, not surprising. I mean, if I had to rank them, I would put Venom above Justice League for sure.
1: I would as well. Um, <laughs> this weekend, I believe, or maybe this week, last weekend, Venom opened in China. To a $111 million opening. This is Damn. the second highest superhero movie ever in China.
0: China, what are you doing? What's with your weird black goof? <laughs>
1: um, can you guess which movie beat it? Um, in Avatar or something? No, superhero, <laughs> superhero movie.
0: Oh, superhero movie. Um. Look up the show notes. Uh, upwards. Come
1: upwards. Uh, f- uh, f- uh, Infinity War. Infinity War it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say The Eternals. That's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not far enough. Um, so, yeah. So, th- that um, – I have the exact numbers here. One Infinity War did 191 million. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was uh, 111. And it's the fifth best non-Chinese film ever opened there. So <laughs>
0: so I think it's safe to say the sequel to Venom is going to have a prominent Chinese star in it. Yeah. Because cause that's going to be the um, the market that they're going to want
1: to play to. Uh, so uh, my, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. Man. My concern is this large haul for Venom, it, it's going to go two ways. One, they're just going to go all in on Venom and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot on the next one. Or they're going to be like, well, we don't need... Marvel to help us make money off Spider-Man properties, we're gonna not let you borrow Spider-Man anymore and we're gonna go. But I think Spider-Man made a lot more money. Knock on wood. Um but I hope they don't take the wrong lessons from this, which movie studio executives always tend to do. Uh-huh. So um I don't know. I'm just it's a little concerning at the end of the day. I'm like, oh I, yeah. think,
0: I think they'll absolutely take the wrong lessons for sure. I don't think Sony has the finesse and the, uh, the long-term outlook that uh, Marvel does or even Fox had for their movies, uh, I think they're going to do exactly what what they what you think they're going to do. They're, the next movie is going to be Carnage with Woody Harrelson. It's probably going to take place in the same San Francisco Bay Area uh it'll be just as mediocre as the one that came out and they'll make some money but they'll probably make just around the same amount of money maybe a little bit less but the budget's going to be probably double because they're going to want to make more money out of it and then um if if it's critically bad enough we might just have another um amazing spider-man um andrew garfield situation where like you said they're going to shoot themselves in the foot on the second one, and we'll never see the third one.
1: Yeah, how many how many Venom sequels are you going to set up in the second one? Three, four, five extra Venom characters at the yeah. end there? They walk because, through a basement of just different color goo. <laughs> yeah,
0: because, I mean, honestly, the, the best, uh, um, the best uh, uh, sample to look at here is those Andrew Garfield movies. Uh, mm. it's, it's the same Spider-Man property pretty much taking the same route uh you know when i watched the the amazing spider-man i had similar ve- feelings that i had to venom i was like well there's some there's some stuff here maybe that could be good but i feel like this is a really bumpy start some stuff looks cool but it's just on surface level so yeah that that those are our venom uh predictions for next time around
1: god i hope we at least hope it's r we need an r-rated venom too what do you think with carnage yeah yeah.
0: Well, I, <laughs> well, I don't know, Chris. You seem to be pretty opposed to the R rating the last time. Oh, I'm
1: not. I'm not opposed to it. I just think if if they want to tie it in Disney, they're not going to let it. Now, speaking of R rated movies, that which was tying me to my next thing here, Deadpool. Once upon a Deadpool. I apologize. The PG thirteen edited version of Deadpool two. Um, there's two ways to look at this, Mike. Uh, it's a limited run. It's not going to be a full theatrical run like we may have talked about starting December 12th until Christmas Eve, two weeks, right? Uh Um, All all, a portion of these proceeds. I think most of the movie ticket that comes back to the series will be going to charity for this movie as well, Uh which was a surprise. I didn't expect that. We all thought it was just a straight up cash grab. Uh But what if this is a soft launch for Deadpool in the PG 13 territory to get them ready for the Marvel yeah, that, that's later. what
0: that's what I've been hearing out there. Like, oh, we're gonna like test market to see if uh, people will like Deadpool if he's a PG thirteen. I I really hope they don't neuter him. I, I hope Deadpool doesn't go uh, all out and join these uh, universes. I think he's just this weird, uh, like bottle of lightning type of character that you know you're talking about Star Wars earlier like that. I don't think you're gonna be able to wrangle him and throw him in with a group. I think he sucks up way too much oxygen when he's on the screen. I don't think he's going to be able to play nice. I think he kind of needs to be the focal point of, uh, like, he's the class clown. He doesn't want to be relegated to uh, to the to the the B storyline, you know.
1: Well, I, I don't think I don't think Marvel is going to do that either because I think Ryan Reynolds would walk. Like if they were like you, you gotta you've got to be PG thirteen from now on to be in our movies. He'd be like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Then and mm-hmm. that would essentially ruin the whole formula because he's he is the big part of that formula. Um, what what I also you know what do you think about X Force then? If him being part of X Force, do you think he'll work good on that team instead
0: movie? Well. Uh- uh, it makes a little bit more sense just because in Deadpool 2, when he is, like, kind of forming the first proto X-Force, X he is, like, the team leader. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that makes more sense uh, because it, it's a Deadpool movie. Like, we kind of all thought Deadpool 2 was just going to be called Deadpool X-Force, you know, possibly. Yeah. Or the, or Deadpool 3 was just going to have the X-Force in it. Uh, I guess I'm not really sure now. I'm actually just more curious why the run ends on Christmas Eve because I thought it was kind of a bit of a tradition for some families to go see movies on christmas day i mean i i my family never had that tradition but i i'm surprised this doesn't run until at least the new year you know because you know that holiday kind of extends for most people my assumption is
1: there's probably some other fox movies opening up the 21st that they're Mm -hmm. like we got to get like you can only have so many fox movies in the theater we got to get some of these out so we're like hey we're gonna run this for two weeks Money goes to charity. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. It's more like, it's more like an experiment really. I mean,
0: I mean outside of, in a vacuum, like where there's no other movies existence and this is the only thing, it's a funny concept, you know, oh, let's take this very rude, crude character. Um, uh, neuter him to PG-13 and we'll only run it for two weeks and it'll go to charity and we'll just see how funny we can make it without being able to swear. You know, that's funny just in in a bottle, mm-hmm. but when you put it in the climate of everything else that's going on around it, it you, you just only see the cynical side of things.
1: Well, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be I mean, it's, it's going up against Aquaman and End of the Spider-Verse and Mary Poppins, and I'm pretty sure there's another other two movies in there um, that, isn't there who I thought it was like an artsy movie, like a remake we talked about going up on the 21st there. Either way, it's got some hella competition, Mike. I don't think anyone's going to go watch it. I'm like, they're oh, we've already seen Deadpool 2. Most of those people, like I said, under 18, probably have already seen Deadpool 2. It's in theaters. They can go pick it up at their, their buddies. Their older brother has a copy, and they've watched it. Like, they're not going to the theater to watch this. So I, I think it's just a, a moot point at this at this rate and at that time point when it's coming out, I think... I think it's gonna again fall flat on its face, to use a phrase that we used earlier. Um, I, I don't see legs. Do you? I mean, does that, does that make sense? Uh, it's
0: a it's a weird little experiment, but I I don't know. They might get my money. I haven't decided yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, the charity aspect's kind of nice. I like that. Watchmen, the TV show from um, on HBO, uh, coming out. Um, they're filming it right now. Jeremy Irons. Um, um, what the butler and, and batman and Robin. <laughs> alfred alfred there we go. couldn't think of it uh, is playing an older version of adrian veidt slash ozymandias from the original
0: yeah that's so. what i was uh that's what i was just about to say like uh it, they're going a little bit older with this role so um uh that's a good sign because i if they're gonna do a watchman series i think it needs to have a little bit of a reimagination
1: well i think yeah i also think this is like even then it's the future we're not doing a prequel to the watchman thank god because uh-huh. we all know what happens in Watchmen, right so um this is a, a, a in the future it's an older rosemary I, mean, I think one of the newspapers says that he was dead so either it might be in flashbacks or he might have faked his own death too we don't know all brand new stuff i'm very i'm very excited to see kind of where this is going um and and, and catch this on hbo mike because i'd like to watch westworld but their their town burned down that they filmed that <laughs> in. so can't watch that Hellboy, the movie coming out next year, um, I don't know if you knew this or not. Maybe you did. Um, the rumor is Thomas Hayden Church, previously Sandman and uh, Spider-Man 3, will be playing the uh, character Lobster Johnson. I don't know if you know Lobster Johnson or not. What the
0: what the hell is a Lobster Johnson? So
1: in the Hellboy universe, Lobster Johnson was like a pulp comic slash TV series serial from like the 30s and 40s. That Hellboy mm-hmm. grew up watching. Come to find out, he actually was a real person in that time zone, and they use these comics slash TV shows to hide his actual like fighting Nazis and doing like going up against these crazy things in the 30s and 40s. And he, oh, he comes across Hellboy later, and they, you know, like it's like Hellboy's like idol. So, um, it's kind of a creepy spirit. Like I don't know. He, he his introduction and in where I'm reading right now in the books is very very. I don't know ethereal, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. But um, yeah, Lobster Johnson's—I've heard of him. I, di- I didn't take him real seriously, but <laughs> I like the name. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a big claw, lobster claw, on his chest, like instead of a Batman thing, he's got a big lobster claw circle on his. Uh, chest. I was
0: hoping he'd have lobster claws on his hands. That'd be way cooler.
1: No, I think he's just a regular person. Ah, oh, boo. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, that's it. Swamp Thing, the TV show coming out on uh, DC Universe, like you're ahead. Next year has cast Andy Bean as Alec Holland and Derek Mears as Swamp Thing. I, I don't know who these people are, but they will have an actor be the human side of Swamp, Man, uh, Swamp Thing and then the a different actor playing the actual big version of Swamp Thing, not just a CGI guy. Um, Make, makes guy. sense. So uh, I'd like to see some practical effects in this. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. You gonna check it out?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to like the first trailer, or the first like set photo, or the first official look of what Swamp Thing's gonna look like.
1: Yeah, and it'll be it'll be interesting. I think he had a couple movies back then. Yeah, Aquaman uh, and some leaked documents. Uh, I think for like maybe Polish theater or something like that. Um, they confirmed the runtime is around 143 minutes, uh, which is two hours and 20 minutes, which puts it at about average with the current DC. Um, What is it? Worlds of DC movies that are out right now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, sounds uh, pretty standard for uh, a superhero blockbuster.
1: I think it's a little longer than I anticipated for, uh, I guess, an origin film. But I guess maybe they have a little more faith in it to give it a little extra couple minutes to to bounce around here. Yeah. We've always talked if about I, how Justice League was under 2 hours so they could sell more tickets quicker so they could get like the next screening in that day. Oh,
0: oh yeah, maybe this just gives us one more extra set piece of Black Manta shooting his laser beam eyeballs which I think is cool as hell so. Yeah.
1: Did you watch that 5 minute clip a couple no, of weeks
0: ago? No, I, I haven't got around to it uh, it's okay. because uh, yeah, I I, I don't want to watch clips. I rather just watch it in the movie.
1: I the only thing is I think cuz Black Manta's a highlight in that and he looks so damn cool. Like, if I can find a (laughs) GIF of that Black mana shot, can I share it with you? Like, just Uh, what he looks like? Yeah, that's okay. Just what he looks like. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that because it's so cool. I think you'll love it. Kingsman 3, um, Eggsy slash Taron Egerton is not the focus of the third film and likely not to show up in it uh, just for the third film. That doesn't mean he's out completely, but it sounds like they're taking it in a different direction rather than just being a, a normal trilogy, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we don't have a title yet they're, We also know they're doing a TV show And maybe a Statesman movie So maybe this is a Statesman movie I guess I, I, Probably not this,
0: this could possibly all go the way of uh, uh, The Gambit movie possibly uh, Just because this is under the Fox banner Right uh, So uh, who knows maybe once Disney owns them They'll be like hey let's retool this a little bit uh, You're doing a little bit too much Or maybe they'll be like hey you're making a, um, a Kingsman TV show We got a streaming service you could put that on
1: uh, possibly. The problem with that is Kingsman falls under Mark Miller Miller's, um, uh, umbrella with one of his deals. I think if they change it, it'll go to Netflix cause Netflix owns all the Miller world stuff now. It's really like, I don't know. That's all. That's a, that's a very touchy. That's a, I'd like to see how that paperwork's all filled out because, mm-hmm. um, cause do you remember that when, when, when Netflix was like, we're going to do the Miller world, which has, he's got like a bunch of comic books, like was it superior maybe? I don't know. He's got a bunch of books. Um, but Kingsman was one of them. Um, Hitman was another one. Um, I think they're just going to let it keep going, um, with, uh, what's his face directing again, writing and directing. But, uh, I know a lot of people, you either love or hate too. Like, there's no middle line for Kingsman, yeah. too. Like, you I think I, love it or hate it. And...
0: Yeah, I think I've kind of checked out of Kingsman. Once they kind of uh, made a cure for the headshot of a bullet to the head, it's kind of hard for me to invest myself into uh, into anything that happens being uh, permanent. So,
1: I don't know. Uh, well, I, I think also, I mean, if the main character that we've seen so far is, is gone, because he, he kind of completed, I guess, a little... Little circle, or they focus on maybe recruiting new people because, like, the whole in like the whole organization's gone pretty much, right? Like, they kill almost all of them right mm-hmm. out the get go of two. Um, I could see them like training some new recruits and going that route. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with either way they go. I like two. You don't like two. I just some people on Facebook were talking about three, and they were like, "Oh, we're so excited!" For, or two, and they're like, "We're so excited for three. And other people are like, "God damn, I never want to see this again." <laughs> It is all over the place.
0: The nerdiest license plate cover possible in existence is, you know, like those house divided where like their two kids go to different like colleges, Mm -hmm. different universities. We needed a house divided license plate cover for Kingsman one and two and for Star Wars, (laughs) Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. The nerdiest things that people will just not understand.
1: Yeah, exactly. They they won't get it. We get it. I respect your decision, Mike. I don't (laughs) have to agree with it, but I respect it. So, um. Yeah, Kingsman three is slated for November of next year, so we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll probably learn more about it sooner than later. Are uh, you big Walking Dead fan? You checked out, right? You're-
0: yeah, uh, talking about more things, I've checked out. Uh, I mean, we've been kind of wanting to revisit it, so I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's uh, off the rails enough to just flush it down the toilet completely but uh you know one day i'll get back around to it but i will say i'm to kind of the point with it where you know it was announced it's no spoilers at all but it was announced a while ago that um that uh, uh lincoln, andrew, andrew lincoln andrew
1: lincoln who plays rick andrew grimes. lincoln
0: rick grimes was leaving the show and that episode happened i believe sunday, sunday. Yep. uh so and i was just like i'm too many episodes behind so like i just i just read all the synopsis i just read exactly what happened to rick i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still trying to catch up or maybe they're watching on netflix and they're not going to be able to know what happens to rick for like another year until it's streaming over there so but like yeah i just went in all and i just read i didn't really care if any of it got spoiled at all
1: so the the movies or the tv show and the books are entirely different um so which is really really interesting um because i think I mean, Carl, I think, has died in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick's son, he's still alive in the books. So Rick was leaving the show. We're not going to tell you how he leaves, but AMC did announce that, like, Rick, uh, Andrew Link is not coming back to the TV show ever. However, they've signed him up for three movies featuring Rick Grimes that will come out on AMC. So he went from a TV deal to a three-movie deal, which is probably like filming a whole season anyway, right? Like. Hey. I don't, yeah, well, I don't know how that works. But.
0: Yeah, I, I looked into this a little bit. This is almost more of like a strategical push from AMC, uh, more though, more so than I'd say like The Walking Dead trying to get creative because yeah. the AMC just recently announced that they were going to be making a Breaking Bad movie yeah. that would be premiering on AMC. So these aren't films that are going to be going to the theaters. I mean, technically you might be able to uh, get a showing in a theater, but it's not going to be like a wide release. Like they're going to publish it on their network. So I think this is more of a, a an angle where AMC wants to do kind of like bigger, louder, more impressive things with films. So they're going to be bringing back uh, Breaking Bad, which I I don't think is a very good idea. I don't know exactly what angle they're going to take. It's a, I think it's a se-
1: sequel.
0: I think that series ended perfectly, and I don't need to know any anything more. So I'm not really looking forward to that film, even mm-hmm. though uh, the the show the show creator I uh, can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Yep. Gillum or is that what it yeah, is? Yeah,
1: probably. He he does better. Call Saul now, right? Is he in charge uh, of that one? Uh,
0: he, I think he's just like an EP. I don't okay. think he's directly on the show. Man, I, I can't for the life of me think of uh, think of his name. But he, yeah, he made a perfect show. So AMC is uh, trying to just uh, hop on it as well with uh, Walking Dead. I can't
1: believe they uh, announced three right out the gate. Y- I guess that's my thing. The number of movies was staggering.
0: Yeah and that I think they said that uh the reason Andrew Lincoln wanted to leave the show is like if you've never heard him in an interview he is from the UK that's mm-hmm. where all of his like family and like uh uh, just lineages, and he says it's really difficult. Basically, living in Georgia year round, and he doesn't get a chance to see his family a lot. So, I think maybe that's why he wanted to do the movie deal because it's basically like a uh, three, two to three months at a time. So instead of like working like you know six yeah. six to eight months at a time on a on a TV show, he can just hop in, do some do some cool stuff, and then go back home. So, and he's a big enough star from a big enough show where maybe that would work. But I don't I don't think this is uh. For me uh so uh, maybe walking dead fans will really be looking forward to
1: this i th- I, I think this may be the only walking dead thing i want to watch because i don't want to watch fear of the walking dead i don't want to watch the tv show because i gave up midway to season three but this is like that character in a fresh new take on this um because i read the synopsis as well um knowing knowing everything we know mike i think you know these movies could be a fresh take on that and not just be the same bullshit every season. Yeah. Because I mean, if it
0: has a, if it has a large budget, it could be really fun. They, they could do things that we wouldn't normally see on the TV show. So that could be cool.
1: And, and I think um, if, if they, I don't think they're going to have the cast from the TV show because they'll be working on the TV show during these movies. So maybe seeing him interact with new people in new ways would be interesting. Cause other than that, he's just always been like, uh, I'm gonna pick a fight with your leader, and I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a war this season, and then whoever's alive at the end of it, we're all gonna join up and fight the next person. So yeah. <laughs> it's just all the same again. So I just want to see something different, and this might be a chance for them to, I guess, tell a different story uh, with that character and, and and new people. So that's one way to do it. But you don't like live action stuff; you like animated stuff, Mike. You 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 could care less about people live action. <laughs> you want to see anime because I know you're an anime fan i'm kidding pacific rim is getting an anime show on netflix uh through here um we both watched the second we watched the second movie um Mm -hmm. that movie we we
0: we we experienced it in four dimensions and that wasn't enough
1: no it wasn't so but i've read the comic books for some of these pacific rim stuff which are really cool Mm -hmm. i think an anime might be the way to go with this Oh, yeah. um, it almost it almost
0: makes total sense just because Guillermo del Toro, like he was directly inspired from like a Japanese robots and anime and kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, this very much feels like the show Evangelion. Or you could even go like further back, and you could just almost think Godzilla as well. Uh, Gundam vs
1: Godzilla, I'd watch that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think this makes total sense to go anime, and it's going to be serialized also. You know, Guillermo del Toro's already doing a lot with Netflix. They love him. Not only is he doing, like, an awesome stop-motion Pinocchio film, which I didn't know that was going to be stop-motion. I knew he was going to do a Pinocchio feature film for them, but when I learned it was stop-motion, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be insane. So, and he also does that CG show Troll Hunters uh, on Netflix as well, which I hear a lot of people really love. I couldn't get into it personally myself, but I hear people really, really uh, mm. love that. Uh, so this this is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, yeah, I hope I hopefully they can find a way to uh, make it fun and exciting like the first movie was. Uh, yeah, we didn't well, like the second one I at think, all. It just got crazy.
1: Well, I think we've talked about this several times. The show is there's a chance here in an animated form to go to the other. Dimension where these creatures come from and show more, and they don't have to spend all that budget on it. Uh Like, there's a lot more here that we can actually care about the characters rather than meet them for 10 minutes and hope they fight some big monsters that merge together. It's just, I don't know, that's just kind of a, it was not my favorite thing uh, in the world, but this, it feels like you said, it feels kind of right, I guess. Like, I, it doesn't feel like I'm not totally turned off by it. At the end of the day, yeah, if that makes
0: sense. and I'm not and I'm not the world's biggest fan of anime. There's tons of people out there that are keeping up with all the hot new shows like My Hero Academia and and other things that I probably don't even know about. And they're subscribed to things like Crunchyroll and they're watching everything like subbed before anything gets dubbed because I'm I'm not reading anime. I, I wanna I wanna watch it and hear uh, English voice actors. I'm just picky like that. Uh, so I, I would imagine this would be very much for an American audience, and I could just jump right in. It looks like they're attaching. Um, Craig Kyle, who's credited to Thor Ragnarok, well, and Greg Johnson from X-Men Evolution, act, which is
1: a pretty cool show. Actually, Craig Kyle got his start in X-Men Evolution as well. He created X-23. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, and I think he's worked on all the Thor movies in some capacity. Um, uh-huh. So, I, I, I there is a, I guess, a big, uh, I, I guess, these people who, if you like X-Men Evolution, uh, which is kind of an anime style X Men show from the early two thousands. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah
0: the the only thing that does worry me about this. Um, so I've seen Netflix original anime go good and go bad in my in my opinion. From what I like, so the perfect execution of anime on Netflix is Castlevania. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. The animation's beautiful. It's uh it's almost uh, entirely. Uh, hand-drawn with some i would say some um, cg backgrounds for more cinematic shots Uh, but pretty much everything there is pretty traditional but there have been other animes that have been heavily relied on cg animation like very heavily relied like they do it in a style to where it looks like it's hand-drawn but it really never connects with me like they try to merge like some hand drawings with cg they have some of those like Um, original like Godzilla movies that are like two hours long and they're like that anime-CG hybrid. I think it looks disgusting in my opinion. I just (laughs) don't like the way it looks. So it makes me worried that since Pacific Rim does rely on big, large robots that it could go that route. And I really hope it doesn't.
1: Now, do you think did Netflix does didn't they just buy the distribution rights for those Godzilla movies or did they make those in house? It's yeah. like, a... no,
0: I, bu- I, you're probably right. They probably did buy the, the distribution for it. So, yeah. and I think Voltron maybe did do some CG a little bit better yeah. and that's, you know, that's in the same anime style. So I, you know, there, there could be a possibility well, where this gets really ugly, with, but I hope it doesn't.
1: With Vol I think Voltron's last season is this upcoming season or so. Mm-hmm. So, If you take those people working on it and put them on this show, I think they'd be fine. I mean, yeah. it's a big mech I, show anyway. Yeah. So.
0: And I would hope maybe Pacific Rim goes for an or, older audience like Castlevania does. Because, yeah, you, you could tone it down a little bit. Because I think this show is supposed to be pitched as, like, two kids mm. who kind of steal... I think they say it's they steal a broken-down kaiju to look for their parents. So I don't know if maybe they're going to go for a younger audience or not. But, you know, I would like something a little bit more, more mature since that Pacific did, Rim was, like, pretty brutal in, the, well, in its first one, at least. The
1: second one was essentially the young girl... Who built her own neck like we don't need to mm-hmm. see that again uh, yeah do something original and lastly i've not ever seen this show mike i'm just gonna tell you cowboy bebop an anime Ooh. a long-standing anime uh, people mm-hmm. people love this um is getting a live action version I, I guess on netflix as well
0: so this i, I just wanted to uh, uh preface this with the biggest uh grain of salt that you've ever seen in your entire life because i tried to look into this a little bit more because i wasn't seeing this being picked up anywhere and the source for this news i'm just going to go ahead and say rumor is one single tweet from an account called at discussing film and it's just a tweet that says live action cowboy bebop in production at netflix and then in quotations it says exclusive now uh i couldn't find a website for discussing film uh, only thing I could find was a Discussing f- discussing Films YouTube channel, which only has like 300, 300 subscribers. And if you go into the about information for the YouTube channel, it just links back to the Twitter account... Now, the Twitter account seems to be pretty active, and they seem to be sharing things that seems to be news that has actually happening. So I don't know if this is actually true, but, I mean, there's been rumors of a live action Cowboy Bebop circling around forever, but I just thought it was kind of interesting that it would come out the same week that they're also announcing an anime for Pacific Rim. So I I just don't know if this is real.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and dive into this a little bit, actually. Um this was uh, live-action TV series was announced last year, uh, June of 2017, mm-hmm. um, with the Tomorrow Studios and, and Midnight Radio, and actually been written by Chris Yost, who also worked on Thor, all the Thor movies with Craig Kyle and X-Men Evolution. Uh-huh. So I think this might be a Craig Kyle, Chris Yost kind of thing, because they've always been a team together. Uh-huh. Um, but this show's been in works for, it looks like, a year and a half, but they didn't have a distributor yet so i think maybe netflix is picking up the show rather than creating it from from these people
0: yeah and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if there's other like pilot scripts live action written for cowboy bebop out there in the world because it's just such a prolific anime that people love i'm sure ever since that it came out people have been trying to pitch pitch it to different studios and no one's quite picked it up yet this would be the one i'm most worried about because the the original source material is just so great like uh, it's one of the few times where, like, the English dubbing of the characters is just just phenomenal, and it just has the perfect feeling, and it and it has like a it has j- it has a very strong addictive jazz scoring to it, which kind of is very sensible to Western audiences. So you're you're already getting a a really great uh, feel there.
1: It reminds me of yeah. Firefly a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good space that's a space good. cowboys, I guess. But um, I did not know this. Just real quick, uh, Cowboy Bebop only has twenty six episodes.
0: Oh yeah, very very, very short, short on it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's just the perfect like anime gem. Like this is the one everyone always recommends if you're not into it because you can jump right in, has great dubbing, great animation, addictive music. You don't have to uh, you don't have to surrender years of your life. Like if you're trying to watch like One Piece or catch up in the Dragon Ball universe or anything like that. Or maybe if you wanted to dive into Naruto who has different age breakdowns
1: for the different I, series. I like I can't even do Avatar, man. <laughs> and that's not even real anime. Yeah.
0: So, cowboy bebop is just is just over like one season long compared to what we would get in the United states, so to successfully make this live action, I think a big a big deal of it is going to be casting and somebody just that just understands the material. I don't think you can do it shot for shot. I think you're going to have to kind of tell your own unique story, but maybe kind of tell the same themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a it's a very dramatic uh, kind of melodrama where you know characters die and it feels very much kind of like a, a space western. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. There you go. It's right there in the title. So. Uh, yeah, the the creative team that you're you're pitching to me right there sounds like they might be able to do it, but uh, this has me the same amount of worried. That the uh, King Kong director who wants to make the Metal Gear Solid movie has like these are beloved properties to me. I love Metal Gear. I love Cowboy Bebop. Two very Japanese things. Oh, so- I just hope. I just hope one day something can really make the jump because I mean, there <laughs> the live action Full Metal Alchemist that uh, Netflix bought and put on their platform is gross. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's awful. Well- and they also had um, Death Note, which I'm not a big fan of, but I know that didn't go over well.
1: Yeah, it's just it's tricky, kind of kind of do those things. I think what's interesting here is um, the company who's doing this, the uh, Cowboy, Beale, is also the one who's working on the live action Snowpiercer series for TNT. So um, if they've got that going, and in, 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 at the same time, you know, maybe they've got some actual stuff, some gumption behind them, because mm-hmm. most of those projects you hear are just people who are excited about that because they like that show. Um, as you mentioned with the Godzilla thing, but this is actually a company who's like, we we have the means of a production, um, but it, it will probably never live up to everyone's favorite like yeah. realization of that. So, yeah.
0: But this is what Netflix has to do. I mean, if Disney's dropping a streaming service with like original Marvel and Star Wars content on it, Netflix has got to keep the nerds. And how do you keep the nerds? You you green light the nerdiest stuff you can, which is Pacific Rim animes, Cowboy Bebop live action. I mean, I didn't like Altered Carbon, but friend of the show Quentin Parker likes it. And they're actually making an anime series out of Altered Carbon as well. So they just got to get as nerdy as they can before the end of 2019.
1: They they just got to call themselves Anime Plus and run it against (laughs) Disney Plus. Uh We brought the whole circle we brought the whole thing back around, Mike. We started with Disney plus, we end with anime plus, okay? That's it. All right. That's our notes for this week. Mike, if people know what you're up to, where they can find you at?
0: well they can find me at Mike Royer design on Instagram and Twitter and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris people want to catch up with you see what you're doing out there in the world where can they find you
1: you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V-A-L-D-A-N you can also find me on Instagram Valdan 87 the end of this month I will be at Louisville Supercon covering the floor there for the first time first show here first time ever Really excited to bring it back and talk about it at the end of this month, Mike, uh, with everybody. And if you're there, if you're in the the Midwestern Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky area, and you're going, let me know. Maybe we can hang out because it's in my town, and I can just yeah. go hang out there.
0: And I can't believe we kept the the biggest news uh, from our <laughs> listeners uh, till the end of the show, uh, Chris the co-host of this very podcast that I'm talking to right now will be attending San Diego Comic-Con with me next year in July. He is finally coming to the mothership of a convention, and I'm very much looking forward to it because I've been so many years in a row now, I'm looking forward to kind of experience it for the first time vicariously through your eyes which is the nerdiest eyes i could find <laughs> on the planet so it's going to be great i can't wait to see uh your reaction when you step onto the floor for the first time when you get to see like the caliber of uh, uh of talent that this one convention can uh can gather just how downtown san diego transforms for this very convention now i'm not saying you're any sort of convention noob you've been to two too Giant convention in Chicago. You go to all the small ones. You know how to navigate through packed floors and interact with like uh, prominent artists from the comic book industry. So I'm not saying you don't know what you're doing, but uh, I can't oh, wait for yeah. you to see the scale of it. That's really what I'm. I'm, I'm not
1: going to pretend that my body is ready for seeing you. Come, come. <laughs> I've got to get my convention bod read for this, Mike. Because yeah. you're going to be. I mean. I, I, I've got to, I give a shout out to Mike. I think I think you know this isn't quite necessarily a, a press coverage of the floor, but we are going to try to do that as much as I can, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, thank you for for being able to include me in that and helping me get this, I guess, along the way. Um, because you're awesome, so thank you. Uh, Hell
0: yeah, it's gonna be so much. Fun. Oh my
1: god, it's, it's so far away too. I'm just I can't even. It's not real to me yet. Like it's not gonna be <laughs> real until next till till 2019. And this year, you mentioned you mentioned this, Mike. Marvel might have a panel with movie with, te- with movies there this year. For yeah, because
0: <laughs> they might they might come back this time. We
1: will Infinity War Part Two will be done, and we will not have to worry about secrets and and hidden things. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, I'm getting too hot <laughs> for this. Okay, <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find me on all that stuff and uh, Louisville SuperCon. Very excited to go um, represent Super Slate there. If people want to know more about our show and hear our stuff, because we've got reviews coming up in December, Mike. I'm very excited to talk about stuff. Where can they find those at?
0: Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show here and to get our awesome show notes so you know you know, you want to watch that classic uh, Fantastic Four unreleased film on this weird bootleg YouTube channel. We got the link to that in our show notes, so visit SuperheroSlate.com and click on this episode, and you will find the juicy goodness that is in the show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio We'll put it anywhere else you want it If you got a weird podcast app we're not familiar with Let us know and we'll put the show up there uh, You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store If you want to go to your own convention And, uh, you know, sport Superhero Slate You can just get a pretty cool shirt with our logo on it We'd appreciate that Take a picture, man, we'll retweet the heck out of that um, And we'd love that uh, If you're a fan of the show, we love hearing from you uh, You can find us on uh, a PlayStation, uh, apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know how to use it like <laughs> uh, like you said we got that friend re- request uh, recently from a fan of the show uh definitely in the comments put that you're a fan of the show uh, i'll accept you very quickly but i don't really know how to find you i don't know if you know what i'm watching i don't really play any uh multiplayer games so i guess if you want to just creep on me and see when i'm watching king of the hill on hulu uh <laughs> or playing spider-man uh you can uh find me there uh we love hearing from you so uh chat us up on youtube uh twitter you can send us an email we love hearing from you and if you're a super fan of the show we love our super fans all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and we love you
1: we, we do love you and Thank you for not pitching your cult this week. I appreciate that. And we well, were... got to take it's, it's Veterans Day tomorrow. Uh, I got to take I got to take a day off. <laughs> uh, it's observed tomorrow technically today, but we will catch you guys next week. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Apparently, those magnets are strong enough you can stick it to a fridge, and and it will not fall or move at all.